How much should you pay your tradies? And how much should you charge them out for? Now this is important, isn't it? I know there are no real rules to either of these things. And I also know that you face kind of upward pressure from your tradespeople to pay them more, naturally. And you face downward pressure from your customers to charge them less. Of course you do, right? So if you get this wrong, or if you kind of submit to the pressure too much, you can end up paying your tradespeople more, charging your customers less, and not having much left over to run your business on. Now that's your margin, isn't it, of course, on your labour, right? You need enough margin to run a healthy business. You need to have decent cash flow, you need to have enough spare to absorb the mistakes, the rain days, the bad debts, and everything else, and still make a profit. So if your margin gets squeezed because you pay people too much and don't charge out enough, that's going to be bad for your business. You're going to be unhappy. So it's important to charge enough. And a big part of my coaching program is helping people start with and keep decent margins. Okay. Right. It's important to charge enough and not pay too much. So you have decent margins to run your business on. But how much is that? What numbers are we talking about? How do you know if you're paying people, your people too much or if you're paying them enough so they're not all leaving? for other jobs that are paying them more. That's what we're afraid of, I think, isn't it? Now let's focus on how much to pay them first, how much to charge, kind of follows on from that, doesn't it? Now I can't give you a definitive answer, right? I'm afraid not. There isn't one. It's not like there are rules. Well, there are rules, aren't there? There's an award for each trade. So you've got to pay at least the award, but the awards are like $31 an hour. So if you're paying the award, you are going to be paying them not enough and you're going to be losing your experienced good tradespeople to businesses that are paying them more, right? So it's not enough, right? I'm not sure it's a good idea to wait until one of your people approaches you and says, I want to pay rise, or even I've been offered a job at this much, what can you do? You're already on the back foot if that happens and that's not a good place to be when you're negotiating. So I've done some research to get you started, right? I'll put a line in the sand for you and again, to get you started. Don't fight me on the numbers, it's just a start, but it helps, I think. So I spoke to my clients and I did some research on Seek. I looked at job ads that mentioned pay ranges. So my clients are paying between 40 and 45 an hour for an experienced, good tradesperson. A little bit more if they're particularly good or particularly valuable in another way. A bit more if they're a team leader, 50 or so an hour for someone like a project manager who's taken on more responsibility and doing more stuff. Now for apprentices, the award seems to be fine. No one's poaching your apprentices by offering them bigger pay. So don't worry about them. We'll focus on tradespeople, okay? Did my research on Seek, as I said. I think I searched Plumber. They were all advertising for employment, so paid as full-time employees with super and holidays and that kind of stuff, not subcontractors or casual or any of that, okay? And the hourly rates ranged. It was a wide range, right? The range from 32 an hour, which is just above the award, to 50 an hour, so one quoting a range from 40 to $80 an hour, right? A construction plumber with a range of 120,000 a year to 150,000 a year, which is 50 to 60 an hour, I'm rounding. So you're between 35 and $60 an hour, depending on experience and how kind of valuable that person is to you, how, you know, what's going on for them. Now have a think about how good it is to work for your business, okay? The business is paying top dollar, will be the big building sites in the city with a long commute and more pressure and more stress, or there'll be the mine sites or something like that, right? So understand that you don't have to pay as much as they pay if your place is a lovely place to work with no commute and a nine day fortnight and a great culture, etc., etc. right? I hope that helps, right? 
42 seems to be what people are paying now and up to 45 for nice jobs for small businesses without a big commute and all the stress, okay? So I'd start there if I were you. Now, how much should you be charging? You're gonna hate me, but grab my trading cost calculator because how much you pay them per hour is not what they cost you for every hour you get to charge them out. Okay, bear with me. You need to pay them the hourly rate for 38 hours a week and for 52 weeks a year, but they're not working charged jobs for all that time, are they? For starters, they get 20 days holiday and 10 days sick, which everyone takes, and nine public holidays in New South Wales, more in Queensland, right? And they're not being charged to a job then. You're not, you're not earning money off them. So you still have to pay that and you don't get paid back for it. Right, and then there's a part of each day or each week that they're not working as well, right? There's smoko, there's safety briefings, there's toolbox talks, there's talking to the client, there's talking shit, there's running off to suppliers to pick something up, and there's even driving between jobs or picking up keys, right? This tool lets you enter the rate you pay them and the holidays they get. You pick an efficiency rate, which is what allows for those non-working hours I was just telling you about, and it calculates what they cost you for every hour they're charged to a job, okay? Which is what correlates to your charge out rate, isn't it? So get the tool, comment or reply, trading cost, and we'll send it over to you after this video, and work out what your people cost you. You can put them all in there, right? It can even accommodate subcontractors and casuals and things like that. Right, and then you need to add your margin, don't you? To calculate your charge out rate. Now you should be aiming for a margin of 30 or 35% at least. So divide the cost of the calculator, sorry, the cost the calculator gave you by 0.7 for 30 or 0.65 for 35, right, that's how you calculate gross margin. And now you have a charge out rate, don't you? So I'll give you an example. If you have an employee on 40 bucks an hour, their cost to you for every charged out hour, if they're 80% efficient, is $67 per hour. Okay, 80% is pretty good, right? Someone on site all day long will be about 80% efficient. Someone who drives between jobs will be much lower, 65 or 70. So if you divide $67, by 0.7 to make a 30% margin on your labor, you get 95.71. So you need to be charging 96 bucks an hour if you're paying your people 40. A bit more than you thought? Thought so, right? A few more thoughts before I go. Calculate the average of your people and a single charge out rate. Don't be overcomplicating things. Don't charge differently for your apprentices. I know they're useless but they need more supervision and they take other people's time. So just have a single rate for skilled labor or labor, right? Don't charge by the hour either, no one does that anymore. Use your rate that you've calculated to calculate a flat rate price list that you use to build your quotes, a rates sheet, if you like, okay? That's the right way to do your quotes. And last one, look around at what your competitors are charging and be similar to the ones, this is important, who are as good as you are, as your business is, okay? You can, you can compare a bit. Now grab the tool, calculate your rates. My clients compare notes on rates. So why don't you join my program and you can compare notes on what people are charging too. Now a big part of this is about helping you be braver or more confident about what to charge, okay? I know that's a big thing for everybody. So grab the tool, get stuck in, charge properly, pay properly. See ya.